tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Oh, yeah. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show for National Hairball Day. <laughs> Thought we'd jump right into it. Actually, now. it was actually last Friday, but I couldn't resist. You know, oh. I mean, it's come on, it's National, National Hairball Hair Day. <laughs> Every day has five or six different things on it. You know, at least, <laughs> and you could have National Hairball Day twenty different times during the year, and I wouldn't know what was the like. Now Mother's Day, I know what that is. Right? You know? Yeah, exactly. Father's Day, not so much. Thanksgiving, I can kind of guess that one. Christmas, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. Easter, sometimes. Yep. But anyway, so National Hairball Awareness Day. Is that the day where we are supposed to go outside and take that frisky, that, that little frisky cat and just say, here, Merry Christmas, have fun? <laughs> well, it was celebrated. It's celebrated annually on the last Friday in April. And it got started by a veterinarian to encourage cat owners to take steps to prevent their pets from <laughs> coughing up hairballs. Um, the holiday was founded by Dr. Blake Hawley. He's a Kansas-based veterinarian and pet nutrition expert who created the day to help cat owners owners understand the reasons why their cats cough up hairballs uh, and how they can minimize the occurrences. Hairballs are caused when the cats ingest their own hair while they're self-grooming. The, the hair gathers in their digestive obstructions and then the cats vomit them out. Of course, if you've ever owned a cat, you already know how that works. Yeah. And again, those of us who don't own, own if you don't own a cat because they own you, yeah. you kind of look at that and go, see, told you so. Yeah. You want me to pop you on the back and help you out a little bit? Yeah, come a little closer. You can't do much while you're doing that, can you, cat? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac show, and uh, it looks like Mark... The United States Supreme Court has uh, made a decision mm. to overturn abortion rights on a federal level. At, at least that's what a draft that was leaked shows. Right. What it'll do is kick things back to the states, which the states are already doing this. Yeah. They're already setting their own laws uh, regarding abortion. And, you know, at the federal level, they're just kicking it back to the states where it right. belongs anyway on a legal basis. Any, That's what I think. But yeah. A lot of our laws are created for the community in which they serve, you know? Right. So, like, I'll give you an example. You know, the seven dirty words of radio and television, right? The words you can't say because they're just, you know. Well, that actually is, those are not, like, in cement. They're not chiseled in stone. Right. Because you can actually justify using one of those words in a given parameter, you know, Mm -hmm. a community or whatever, where it's acceptable, where people, and you can prove, well, I go to the grocery store and hear this. You know, right, yeah. I sit at a stoplight and I hear these words. You right. know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I just um, heard it in this, the song that just played. Yeah, on some right, stations. Right before I said it, <laughs> I was quoting the lyric from that song. <laughs> what are you right. talking about? Yes. And it, I was listening to the Who and Who Are You on CD for the first time, and I heard right, it. Okay. Right, yes. <laughs> and now, and so that's what this really is, and it gets to a point where people have realized. A, and you remember this, Mark, we were all lied to when they passed Roe versus Wade to start with. Yeah. You remember the lies of the 70s? It's nothing. Come mm-hmm. on. That's yeah. not a baby. What are you talking about? Right. And, and there have been and, legal experts you know, now ever, we know. Since, ever since then, legal experts have said, hey, this is bad law. It's based on a bad case. Yeah. It's based, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. They're basically trying to correct a bad law. Right. And 
immediately you saw the liberals have a meltdown. Right. And you're like, I don't get, I really don't get why people so align themselves with a political party that they have no heart and soul of their own anymore. They give mm. it away. Right. I won't. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. Mm. I'm an American, but I'm a Christian first and foremost. That right. guides everything. Yeah. Well, we have to remember something pretty important here is that what's been leaked is an internal draft. And this is the first right. time this has ever happened at the Supreme Court level where an internal draft of something of, a, of legislation has uh, actually of just an opinion. It's just an opinion by one of the uh, one of the justices. And right. this is uh, Samuel Alito, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Alito. It is. And so he's uh, so he's put out this draft and they're all they're mulling things over they're just in that process where they're they're looking things over and expressing their opinions uh as far as their constitutionality of things uh, lies and and that's what's happening it's not in the process yet to come to that point this is a very very early stage of discussion and yet some but the leftist activist on the it was leaked on purpose it's exactly what i was just about to say some leftist activist inside some deep stater inside the supreme court uh has leaked it in order to cause an uproar and a fight against it that's what's happening right now no that's how uh they have gotten things done for many many years Mm -hmm. and uh you know the clintons were the king and queen of that you know the 90s where they would have some really whacked out idea and they would float it as a test balloon as a leak. Yes. And we weren't going to do that. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Now this is a little more serious in that it is dealing with the rule of law, Mm -hmm. but it shows you how immediately the left is going to protect killing babies. Yeah. Uh, It is a big deal and they are going to fight and you are going to hear about it. And it doesn't matter if it was just judge Alito writing one opinion that was leaked. This is a real battle and one last thing, because we could go on this all day and never take a break and not finish it. But the one thing I'm reminded of, Mark, is Project um, Veritas going undercover, um, showing that abortion clinics were selling, you know, Planned Parenthood abortion clinics were selling baby parts right. and changing the way abortions were performed, which, by the way, is illegal. Yep. It's illegal to change the method of an abortion to get a better sample to be used for medical use. Right. Okay. And they negotiated that and made jokes about how much more money they were going to make, which Mm. all of that is illegal. They got it on tape and they did it legally on tape and nothing was done to Planned Parenthood Mm. or anybody involved in breaking this law. But Project Veritas was rolled under the bus and attacked for it. Yep. The guy who actually did that is is has fought legal battle after legal battle after legal battle. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And b- before we move too much uh, further down the road, Mark, mm-hmm. uh, one little thing, okay? Okay. Um, there is an uh, international hunt. It's not just a national hunt. An international hunt for Alabama inmate Casey White and uh, the officer, Vicki White, not, not related, who was charged with assisting him in escaping prison, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I have, yeah. it is okay. I was going to say, if you haven't seen it, Mark, really, have you been napping after the show? <laughs> it's all day? over Facebook and Twitter. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh my word. You yeah. can't get away. But, um, here's the thing. Okay. Um, you've got a woman who has served admirably for many years 
And now it appears that after she, the day after she turns in her retirement paperwork, mm. she makes a plan to get this murderer out of jail and escape. And, um, I was going through the press conference stuff on this yesterday and the uh, sheriff was saying, we know the, the reporters ask stupid questions because they have to a lot of the time, you know, because they have a, you know, I've had to ask some really stupid yeah. questions because somebody told me to ask it. And I'm like, uh-huh. that's retarded. Why would I ask? Oh, I said the R word, Mark. I apologize. Excuse me. Anyway, <laughs> you're going, the reason you want me to ask it is because you know, it's stupid and you don't have to be here to, you know, ask it. All right. Right. But anyway, the bottom line is, um, this woman actually, uh, Vicki white, Sold her house last month and didn't buy anything with it, okay? Mm. She sold her house and moved in with her mother and for the last five weeks has been sitting there plotting and planning. Last Friday, she's in charge of uh, getting inmates prepared to go to court and transferring them to other prisons and things. And this guy, Casey White, he was already serving a 75-year sentence for a crime spree that he went on several years ago yeah and while he was in prison in that he called the uh detectives down and confessed to killing uh this woman uh, a couple of years ago it was a cold case he confesses to murder in it but he, it was a murder for hire he says he was paid to kill her and connie ridgeway anyway he was in lockup for 75 years when wow. he confessed to the murder for hire and the only reason he was not in state prison and was at the, you know, being shuffled around here was because he had a number of court appearances for that case. Uh, they began in February and he was scheduled to be locally dealing with court stuff until the end of May, in which case he would be transferred back to the state prison. And the reason for that is real simple. He had tried to break out of jail before from the same jail. Wow. He actually had placed, uh, had made two shanks in his cell and had created a game plan for escaping and taking somebody hostage and it was only because one of the jailers had a good relationship with an inmate that they got the information about his post his prison break and they were able to stop it before it happened wow. this time yeah so this time he gets this obviously he has a relationship with vicky white um it's happened before. Look up Mario Sintobi. That's all you got to do. Look up that one name. Look at the prison break up in New York. Remember when the guys tunneled their way out like Shawshank? Yeah. And it was a woman who, who worked there that actually got him out. Yeah. Same thing here. Vicki White threw away everything. Cashed in. You sold her house. She has cash. And now uh, they're on the lam. Wow. So there you have it. Wow. In a nutshell. And by the way, this dude, Mark, he is six foot nine. Okay. Yikes. So he can change his hair color. He can go bald. He can shave. But no matter what, if you see a guy that looks kind of like Lurch, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm just spitballing here. Maybe you call the police. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. You know, I think, Mark, at times when we look at social media, mm. there are things posted that make people think, you know, just it'll be a picture of a sign that somebody saw and they thought, hey, that looks cool. And they post it. Right. Um, 
And it's this is one of those that I saw earlier today, and I thought, you and I have talked about this a lot, but, you know, it's the old thing of, you know, um, how many times in marketing you have to tell somebody, you know, the same story before they actually can share it as their own belief, you know? Right, yeah. And there's a thing that is running around, and um, remember, it didn't start with gas chambers. It started with politicians dividing the people. Mm, mm. And into an us versus them, you know? Yeah. And this is actually the the whole thing. And it, there, and believe me, people will debate the wording on this. I didn't write it, okay? I'm merely sharing something that I saw. It didn't start with gas chambers. It started with one party controlling the media, mm. one party controlling the message, one party deciding what is truth, one party censoring speech and silencing opposition, one party dividing citizens into an us and them and calling on their supporters to harass the them. Mm. Do you remember during the Trump years where Democrats said, go harass them in public? Yeah. Maxine Shame Waters. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they were screaming impeach 45 before he was even, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sworn into office. Yeah. And now what do we have the Biden administration doing? They're shutting down free speech. You know, they're worried about Twitter. They're worried about, you know, they're worried about an open discussion of things mm-hmm. because their real thoughts and ideas can't stand the light of day. Right. And granted, if you're not a deep thinker, if you if you don't have much maturity about you in terms of life, I get how appealing liberal stuff is. Yeah, you look, you borrowed way too much money when you were young and you went to college and you got a degree that doesn't mean anything. Mm. You know, you studied, you know, animal imprints in the Zambia or whatever, you know, underwater. And now you can't weaving. find a job. <laughs> yeah. You can't find somebody that'll pay you to do that. So, yeah. you know what? We're going to wipe out that $150,000 in debt. And we're going to make the guy who actually has been living in a single wide trailer that he rents working for minimum wage day in and day out, just eking his way out to pay his way through life and going to night school. We're going to make him pay for your education. Mm. Because he didn't borrow money to go to school. He's working two jobs and going to school at night and part-time in his spare time and paying his way through. We're going to make him pay for your crap education. That's what we're going to do. And see, you shine a light of day on that, it won't stand. The truth can't have its day when liberals are in charge. you got to stop it now and realize what's happening. Mm. And that's why the left is so upset about Elon Musk buying Twitter. Because... He's left is <laughs> Musk is not a conservative. Okay. He voted for Barack Obama. He's not a conservative. He is at best a libertarian and he, uh, he has libertarian leanings and he wants to make it a fair and open platform so that all ideas can be expressed. And that's freaking people out, just freaking them out. Because if all sides of an argument are exposed, then thoughtful people will see the truth and the left just can't have that because if you see the truth they no longer have power and control over you life radio.fm the mark and max show it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood especially if you're a friend's 
fan yeah. and your home is in a neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. that has a house from friends or looks like it. Yes. <laughs> if you're looking for a, you want a friend's pad, have we got news for you? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, an unusual house listed for sale oh, in Ohio. Oh, I wanted to hear the oh, song. Oh, Come okay. on, man. What's wrong with you? Love it. Uh, you know, the, the Rembrandts, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. The Rembrandts actually had a hit before they sang that theme song. Really? It's funny. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Um, they had a song that's called Just the Way It Is, Baby. And mm. by the way, the Rembrandts, not like a huge rock group. It's a duo. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah. I actually had, the reason I know that, I had them in the studio when they were pushing the song Just the Way It Is. Wow. Wow. So, okay, guy and a girl. There you go. Yeah. You can hear her on that high harmony. Yeah. Back in the day. Wow. Well, an unusual house. No, it's two, yes? it, two dudes, man. Really? Danny Wilde and Phil Solom. Yeah. Oh, wow. You yeah. can hear this really high pitched, really high. Okay, then. Yeah. Okay, then. I, I, I sit corrected. An unusual. The fact that I knew their names is kind of freaking me out. Oh, my gosh. That just came out of nowhere. <laughs> What is wrong with me, man? Yesterday, Darva Conger and, and Rick Rockwell. And today... Today, the, Danny Wilde and Phil Solomon. Oh, my word. Uh, Yikes. Why couldn't it have been science and math? LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show, and... Mark, before we start talking about the Brady Bunch, the Partridge Family Room 222, and the Odd Couple, would you tell me about this house that looks like the Friends apartment? Yes, it's an unusual house listed for sale in Ohio, drawing some attention online after photos were posted that show the house's meticulous Friends-inspired decor. The three-bedroom, one-bathroom home in Dayton was fully renovated and decorated to look like Monica Geller's iconic apartment from the NBC sitcom Friends. Each room of the house is painted to resemble its counterpart from the show, including the brick-walled kitchen. The furniture and wall decorations are also coordinated to resemble those from the TV series that ran from 94 to 2004. The house is listed for $135,000. It's also available Mm. for short-term rentals on Airbnb. So, I guess if you just wanted Mm. to stay there for a night, you could. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Just wow. You know what's kind of freaky, Mark? What's that? Is that it, it's a sitcom set, you know? Yeah. If if I was to do one inspired by the Andy Griffith show or Happy Days right. or All in the Family or the Partridge Family, I would have to build a staircase leaving the living room going to nowhere. Going nowhere. Because that's what they did. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely <laughs> true. And if you actually yeah. walked out the door, you'd be in L.A. There you go. <laughs> Life Radio.fm, Mark and Max Show. Hey, Mark, have yeah. you uh, um, ever watched the TV show Criminal Minds? Mm, 
I think we did once, but it just wasn't quite our cup mm-hmm. of tea. Oh, okay. Yeah. It interesting show there. Um, it's been running. It's kind of like, um, one of those shows that like PAX TV or Ion or whatever that network mm-hmm. name is now, yeah. they buy them up and they run them, you know, and so they're like constantly on somewhere. Like, right, yeah. Um, <laughs> like the SVU, you know, that right. one is on like USA Network and they yes. run them all in series. So you could start, you know, and record from the ver- the pilot episode till today kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. But anyway, LaDonna loves Criminal Minds. Okay. And I was watching an old episode with her the other day and it had a really good cast. I was actually shocked, you know, at the the actors in this TV show. And uh, now, granted, this thing was done in like 2007, 8, 9, somewhere in there. Okay, so mm-hmm. we're not talking like last month. Right. But in it, it had uh, Simple Shepherd played the mother of the criminal. Okay. Wow. And it wasn't a very big part. And I thought, how did they get her for that? Hmm. You know, to work a day or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like, I mean... It, it's an hour long drama that, you know, in 2000, whatever, eight or nine, and they have Sybil Shepherd hmm. as a guest star. And I was like watching that. And I, you know how you pause it and you're going, that is Sybil. I know it is. And you look it up on IMDb and you're going, right. yeah, but who's the dude playing her husband who has even fewer lines than she does. And like, <laughs> that's, you know, that's Randolph Mantooth. I know that guy. Oh you know goodness. why? Yeah. He was on emergency. Yes. Back in the day. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at and I'm going, wait a minute. How is that even possible? They've got <laughs> and all I could think of is this is like the biggest fear of every Jay Leno story in Hollywood where he tells the reason he never spent any of his tonight show money yeah. is because of the story that he heard early on about this guy who was like sweeping up the floors at this studio and he recognized him and realized that he was the star of a tv show he used to watch years ago wow yeah and now the guys in there like sweeping up and that's why and so leno you know he he talked about that you know that's why he never you know the money he made and lived on was what he did outside of the tonight show Mm, yeah believe it or not so he banked all that and anyway i I thought about that when i'm watching them guy. so here's your career you're on a hit show in the early seventies and you keep working, but the best you've got now that you're, you know, in your sixties pushing your retirement is you've got a bit part in an hour long TV show and your guest star is Sybil Shepard and neither one of you has enough lines to sustain this. You could have replaced them with Mark and Mac. Nobody would have known. I'm thinking there was a meeting. Hey, we've got to, who can we cast in this part? We've got to, she's, she's got to be, you know, somebody that's, that's got some, you know, that's got some chops that she can do something. Hey, Sam, you want to see if your aunt Sybil will do this for us? There you go. And while you're at it, let's find a guy with the weirdest name who ever starred on a TV show. Randolph Mantooth. That's it. liferadio.fm Mark and Mag show you know Mark what sent me on that tirade about Randolph Mantooth was I saw this story about firefighters oh, oh and okay, yeah that you know how your brain kind of works like that and right, I don't know yeah. why but it does yeah and it's like I was telling Mark during the music I think about those actors who like had a hit show at one time and and then you know for the last 20 years you're like what have they been doing you know and mm. you got to realize 20. they got to have a career 
I know 40 for those guys, but yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, you look at somebody who had a hit show in the nineties, for example, yeah. well, they weren't the main character, but they were a character you enjoyed, not mm-hmm. Urkel, but you know what I mean? Kind of like that. Sure. Yeah. You go, what happened to him? And it's like, well, at some point they have to pay the bills. There was a guy and he recently passed away up in uh, Franklin County, Tennessee, which or, or the city. Anyway, it's where a lot of uh, yeah. artists, musicians yeah. live. Yeah. Uh, his name is uh, Jeff Carson. And Jeff Carson had a couple of uh, country music top 10 hits in the mid 90s. Okay. Hmm. And when he passed away a few weeks ago, it was um, first reported that a police officer up there had passed away. And I looked at him and went, Jeff Carson. Wow. You know, why is that getting a news story? Because back in the mid 90s, he was a country music star. Wow. Now, working as a cop, a sheriff's mm. deputy or whatever. How you about know? that? And it, yeah, it just. You know, the best laid plans of mice and think about it. If you're an artist, you're recording, you think, I just want to get a label deal, have a hit record and live in a mansion and have my best right. life. Right. Yeah. And you yeah. think I did it. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm touring. It's always going to be this way. Yeah. And then your second album comes out. Nobody buys it. And now you're playing the oldies gig with, you know, uh-huh. and David Lee Murphy and uh-huh. Ken Mellons. <laughs> you're doing the senior cruises and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're sitting there in a music meeting going, okay. Amy Grant, Sandy Patty, uh, Petra. Uh, okay. Um, well, Amy still works, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That was cold. That was cold. The Mark and Mac Show. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show. And hey, you know, we were talking about Jeff Carson, the country music singer yeah. who passed away recently. Um, you know, a lot has been made about the passing of Naomi Judd. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the sad reality is that Naomi Judd was a spiritual person. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know her. I don't know her life personally. I just know that I'd heard her um, in many different interview settings where um, her beliefs didn't seem to uh be rooted in the bible they weren't biblical, does that yeah. you know yeah it makes sense yeah it they they seem to be a little flowery and I, and I could be wrong you know how i'm sure there are things that i would say or do that somebody would go wow that guy's so lost you know but you catch him in a moment oh, oh i remember us being labeled as liberals once remember <laughs> yeah <laughs> by somebody a much older a much older christian person who just said i oh, you yeah. all this liberal idea well wow. <laughs> okay liberal us <laughs> yeah okay i'm not not even gonna give that you know but yeah, anyway yeah, anyway yeah <laughs> so she but she passed away and uh, we mentioned it yesterday that because of the way that um that her daughters ashley and winona announced her passing you, it wasn't a big leap to say she committed suicide. Right. Um, but as part of the job that I do away from here with uh, crime stuff, I had to look up some things on it. And um, the area they lived uh, that that she lived when she passed away is an area that is unincorporated, which means county sheriff's department is in charge of the scene. Mm. And they had they had the crime scene tape and everything up. And some people were confused, thinking. Uh, that it was more than what it was like was she murdered kind of thing that was actually what some people thought and it really was they because you have a death that is not natural you know you didn't just die in your sleep um they have to investigate it to make sure that it is 
what it appears to be. You know, that it's not staged to look like a suicide. Right. And so anyway, just I'm throwing that out there because if you see something pointing to uh, murder or whatever, it's not that she committed suicide. Mm, okay. And uh, All right. uh, they'll have they don't have the immediate release of the uh, body cam footage or anything like that. But the right. police were called to do a welfare check. Yeah. And uh, anyway. Just thought I'd throw it out there okay. that at 76 years old, the day before uh, she and Winona were going to accept an award, you know, being uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, mm. um, she just couldn't find a way to hang on for one more day. Wow. That's how bad it was for her mm. mentally. And that's why I, I throw it out there. Don't, don't take it for granted if you've got somebody struggling with mental illness and depression. You know, it's. It's just not something to say, well, get over it. Mm. It really can be devastating for somebody suffering. Yeah. And there are being people- down or a, a blue or whatever right, yeah. is not the same as clinical depression at all. No, no, it's very different. Very, very different. It's also an opportunity. So like uh, you said, per- you said this yesterday, we need to be praying for the people who are hurting right now. And we should be because God can use incidents like this as a door to walk through to do miraculous things in the lives of all everybody who've been touched if we'll just pray for those people life radio.fm the mark and mac show you know mark back in the day and i don't know when this day was it was a tuesday back but i don't know the year so i don't really know the day but it was a tuesday there were it could have been, but there were Polish jokes everywhere. Do you oh, remember gosh, that? Oh gosh, I do remember and that. It was like, yeah, I was, yeah. I, I don't know where they came from, but I don't either. All of a sudden, yeah, it was just Polish jokes, and you know, now you think about that. Okay, when you actually do the study in the history of comedy, you'll find out that back in the day, you know, there were actually times. You know, you you sent me a uh, picture of. Uh, of this guy on first base, yes. his name's who? H. And it was, yes. you know, <laughs> yeah, was, you know, the Abbott and Costello routine has uh-huh. become real. You know, well, yep. back in the day, Lou Costello, before he joined Bud Abbott, he was uh, doing st- uh, stand-up comedy back in Bodville. I think there was a time where um, comedians that were from Sweden, you know, they had that accent. They Mm. were really funny and they would do a lot of Swedish punchlines. And I mean, it was a whole thing for like 10 years. That's funny. And I don't know why, but kind of like the Polish comment, you know, jokes anyway. Yeah. Don't know where they come from or where they end, but there you go. So whenever I see a story that has... (laughs) Poland in it. Uh, There's only two things that come to mind. One, are we going to talk about World War II and what happened in Poland, you know? Yeah. Or is it going to be a takeoff of the jokes that used to be not funny back in the 70s? That's odd because when I see the the name of the country Poland, I think of uh, Poland spring water and sausage. I so go figure. Well, you, wait a minute, something to eat, something to wash it down with. There, there you, you go. go. Firefighters in Poland said they twice came to the rescue of a raccoon that climbed to the top of a street lamp for a nap. The volunteer fire department at Z- of Zabau said crews responded about noon last Wednesday when a raccoon was spotted sleeping on top of a street lamp in the city. Firefighters had, electric- had electricity to this light disconnected before they used a lift to reach the raccoon. The animal was released on the ground 
And then moments later, it climbed right back up to the top of the street lamp. (laughs) Firefighters removed the raccoon a second time, but this time they transported him to a wooded area for release. Why? Why did they bother to get him down to start with? He just wanted a nap. I mean, yeah, (laughs) found him a spot. Was he hurt? Wasn't hurting anybody. Just minding my own business. And these guys keep coming over here and taking me out of my bedroom. He's up out of reach, taking taking it easy. I mean, think about it. You're a little guy like a raccoon. You climb up a light pole. If something's coming after you, you're going to (laughs) know. That's the only place he could take a nap. They said they took him out of the woods where something could eat him. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show just uh cruising along singing a song side by side hey you were telling me earlier when i made a joke about it being you know like last friday was yeah national cat hairball day and i made a joke that every day has five or six different things i mean there's a whole lot more but you know it's it's crazy because it doesn't take a whole lot to create a day you know and just call it that yeah um like i wanted to find out though is there a national festivus day because it would be december 23rd right and if it's not we need to make it happen well let me look there you go i have nationaltoday.com open here so let me oh yeah and that is (laughs) uh festivus is what day is that the 20 december 23rd 23rd uh let's see uh that would be (laughs) national pfeffernoose day national roots day uh national christmas movie marathon day um human light and ladies and gentlemen at the bottom of the list festivus it's all okay the list. well <laughs> all right <sighs> i feel better okay Yay. so um mm-hmm. so today is hey let's make up our own license plate day and drive through las vegas for crime <laughs> wow. con yeah the cloud uh, the clark county school district police department of las vegas school district police department of las vegas stopped a driver with a fake license plate authorities said had cracker jack stickers on it police referred to the female driver on facebook as fictitious phyllis and uploaded photos of the license plate the driver was also quoted she said my vehicle is registered to a trust if you cite me for such you will be entering into a contract with the trust Upon our short and sweet investigation, <laughs> they say Phyllis was issued some citations and apparently we entered ourselves into a contract with a trust. The license plate had stickers on it that said DOT on one side and 2022 on the other. Valid registrations would have included a sticker with a month and a year for, for renewal. And oh. it didn't. She just found her own stickers and stuck them on there. <laughs> i like that you know i kind of i thought too. it was going to be one of those people that likes to fight you know about mm-hmm. uh the right to uh drive you know that you don't have to have a driver's license yes, or tags yes. on your car that they're yes. unconstitutional yeah. i can't remember what they're yeah. called right offhand but yeah this amendment is my permit right here yes yeah <laughs> i thought i thought that's what it was going to be because yeah. you got those people on youtube videos everywhere demand you know and it's like really If my life has come down to this, (laughs) arguing with a police officer about a a Supreme Court issue, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to win the day. Now, I might win down the road, but today I'm going to lose. And bless his heart, so is that poor (laughs) officer that had to deal with me, you know? Yeah. (laughs) 
liferadio.fm, The Mark and Max Show. And, you know, one of the beautiful things of the Internet, Mark, is when when you have something, you know, one of those earworm things that's really messing with you. Hmm. Back in the day, you just had to suffer. I mean, you could suffer for days or until you found an encyclopedia or whatever <laughs> right, or got yeah. to the library. Yep. Now, you got to, you know, I was trying to come up with the word. Um, when somebody is pulled over by a police officer because they don't have a license plate tag or mm, yeah. um, they get, you know, whatever, and they don't have a driver's license and they will tell the officer, I am a sovereign citizen, blah, blah, blah. Okay? Right. Yes. Sovereign citizen was the word I was trying to. Oh, with. I got you. And um, yeah. Anyway, there was one in uh, it was Birmingham, Alabama, actually Bessemer, Alabama, which you're not from here. You know, the Birmingham metro area. Right. Yeah. And uh, one of these sovereign citizens posted a YouTube video and it was I you know what? It was so long, Mark. I don't even know what the I don't know how it began. OK, <laughs> but the whole thing is um, there are times where I fall down a rabbit hole all of internet stuff that yeah i'm not kidding at some point i find a video of some guy who put a micro camera on a car and put it through the great wall of china and found <laughs> out that that's where jimmy hoffa's body was buried next to you know really the son of sam I don't, anyway you serious crazy Mark? stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> and <laughs> that's full mark anyway so there was a sovereign citizen thing that caught my attention on that Cracker Jack, yeah. you know, license plate. I'm with and you. I don't know if you've ever seen these, but I'm going to give you fair warning. Mm -hmm. If you ever have the idea that they're right. And by the way, a lot of times the they are right. OK, the letter of the law kind of thing. Right. Um, but there is the letter of the law, enforcement of the law, interpretation of the law. Yeah. There's a whole lot that goes into this. And and bless their hearts, the underpaid police officer that pulls you over for a ticket mm -hmm. he doesn't care he doesn't care and he's not yeah. into it and if yeah. he is you know it's just don't do it to him but watch a video if you think that you know you you've heard the argument well i'm not driving i'm traveling okay wow that's actually a real argument okay i know and yeah, yeah. It, and yikes mm -hmm. that guy's just doing his job you know, now, yeah, yeah but there, there are times that they do cross the line and you do, you do yeah. even, even at that point, even then you don't get down in the street with them, right? You go, right. To, you go to court and stand in front yeah. of the judge and hash it out there. That's where you do yeah. it. The thing is, you know, and Hey, if this is the hill you want to die on, you know, go ahead, do it. I mean, I don't begrudge anybody that has a, a hobby. Okay. Sure. And if your hobby is doing everything you can to, you know, fight the man mm -hmm. hey, go ahead i mean mm -hmm. i don't really have a problem with it i i find I, it entertaining at times i do too i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna fight with a guy with a gun and handcuffs you should go ahead <laughs> and try to tell him that you're not the crazy one uh-huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway it was sovereign citizen was the thing i was trying to come up with a little while ago about you know the cracker jack uh, uh gotcha. license plate thing <laughs> you know what still gets me though mark and What's i didn't that? know this was it was one of those movies i think it was identity thief with the uh, the real heavy female actress, um, yeah, and I got Jay you. yeah, I'm with you, Jason Bateman, yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. I think she's lost weight now, but anyway, in that Melissa McCarthy plays this person who like um, steals people's identity, you know, and right. buys a bunch of stuff. And I always wondered how true that was. You know, could it be close? And it started with I'm not kidding. It started with the fake license plate, the fake driver's license the sovereign <laughs> citizen thing that's wow. what got all my attention in that movie and 
I'm like, that can't even be possible. You know, can you really, really and truly get people's information and create your credit card and all that? You know, can you buy the blanks to create a credit card? Hmm. Can you buy this encoder machine? You know, can you really get all that? Because they make it in movies and stuff. They make it seem like everybody has this, you know, in the backseat of their car. Yeah. And so I looked it up. I thought, that's crazy. You can't do that. Yes, you can. Wow. And yeah, I, I've learned it all through the sovereign citizen movement, Mark. Holy moly. <laughs> so, no, it's, it is a big bag of crazy. Most of it's illegal. Just wow. throw it out there. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show. Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. I know you got choices for how you're going to spend your day, and we just appreciate you joining us. Mark, there have been um, <laughs> dolls. Uh, yeah. little play dolls mm-hmm. uh, showing up on uh, beaches in Texas. Yeah. And I know that I, I do some freaky stuff, dude, <laughs> but <clears throat> it didn't occur to me to drive down to Texas to see how many I no. can find, you know? No, no. I'm always concerned that, it, remember in was Washington State where they had um, shoes washing up on shore and they weren't empty? They had feet in them? Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. I, something like that. I mean, well, I wonder what this is going to happen. I wonder what's going to happen here. I don't know. I don't know. You know, you go to the, you go to some relative's house and they've got the doll collection in this room and you get yeah. that kind of creepiness. Imagine stumbling across mm-hmm. that on the beach. You know, you're, you're down there, you're in Texas doing research. You're actually down there to do research for, you know, really valid purposes. Okay. And one of the things that's, that you keep running across is, is dolls. Like researchers, okay. Researchers on a 40-mile stretch at Texas Beach, they're down there twice a week, have been using social media to document some eerie discoveries. They've been finding dozens of these creepy dolls. Jace Tunnel, he's the director of the Mission Aransas Reserve. Boy, I almost said Arkansas because, hey, you know, uh, at the University of Texas Marine Science Institute, said his team surveys about 40 miles of Gulf Coast Beach at the serv- at the reserve twice a week. And they've frequently been finding dolls of various types that were given. They look creepy because they've been in the water for a, quite a while, you know. He's, oh, okay. He said, <laughs> he said, we're actually doing scientific work. The dolls are a perk. <laughs> Her. <laughs> yeah. What kind of freak is that? I, Tunnel said uh, the, 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 the follower count on the Mission Aransas Reserve Facebook page has skyrocketed since he started sharing photos of these weird dolls. They're disturbing. He said about 30 dolls have been found since he started posting the photos. The creepiest are the ones that have lost all their hair, he says. Tunnel says the first doll head found in January 2021 was purchased by a member of the public for 35 bucks, and the money was donated to a, to a sea turtle rescue program. He said the dolls are now oh, being wow. kept in a bucket to be sold at the reserve's annual fundraising auction. He wow. said, finally, he says, there's a lot of nightmares out there. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I, I can think of any number of reasons kids losing them or whatever but that's got to be freaky you're out there just you know doing research on sea turtles or whatever and you're digging you're poking around looking for you know the remains of nests or whatever oh, you know man. and then you there's this yeah. thing with this one eye staring at you in the sand ah. 
That would be, yeah. I, I am actually freaked out by this yeah, now, man. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. You want to be freaked out further? It was funny at first. Now it's freaky. Okay. Let's look. try this on for size. People are buying them. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max Show. And, you know, Mark, when you... um. When you put together news stories uh, for the show, and you know some are funny, some are serious, some are heartwarming, some will just make you cry, and yeah. every now and again I'll see it, and I'm thinking, hmm, okay, I don't know how far to dig into this because here's what the headline says: <laughs> A tourist fed pelicans in Key West ends up in jail mm-hmm. in the Florida. How is in the Keys? Law enforcement takes yeah. illegal fishing and the feeding of wildlife illegally. They take it very seriously. The, okay. uh, the It's a place where you can get jail time for taking undersized snapper or out-of-season spiny lobster. You can actually go to jail for, for doing that. Okay. Feeding a pelican okay. can also have legal consequences. One tourist learned this the hard way last week. Dominic Siletti mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jr., he's 57, of Alpharetta, Georgia landed in jail after throwing fish scraps at pelicans that were hanging around a cleaning station at a Key West marina while he was filleting his catch of mahi-mahi. Saletti was at the city marina on uh, Roosevelt Boulevard on April 23rd when uh, Florida wildlife officers said they saw him and another man throwing fish to pelicans. That's an illegal act in Florida. State, oh. state wildlife officers said they tried to give him a notice to appear citation, which would have required him to show up at the Monroe County Courthouse in May. But things escalated when Saletti became belligerent and raised his voice. He said, I'm not coming back here to go to court. That's bleep. <laughs> 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 Refusing to accept a citation is a misdemeanor. And <laughs> an officer <laughs> put Saletti in handcuffs and took him to the county jail on Stock Island. He was released the same wow. day after posting a $328 cash bond. <laughs> Mountain meat molehill. <laughs> that became an expensive fishing trip. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mag show. And, uh, you know, whenever there's a DUI story in the news, I know it had to be more than just your, you know, you're run-of-the-mill DUI. Somebody, yeah. you know, I and I don't ever want to make light of DUI because every year, countless people die. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, they're countable. But, you know, it's like drinking and driving is just, it is by yeah. far one of the stupidest things it is. one can ever do. You know, you take something, look, whether you drink or not, it's your call. You take something that's perfectly legal if you're of age, and you turn it into something illegal mm-hmm. by your own actions. And by the way, actions that you could have chosen differently, right. and I encourage you to do so. Mm. I'll be honest. Just I. Anyway, anyway, you look at it, and this is yeah. kind of, I'm I. I know I'm, I, I look at alcohol in such a different way um, that, I, and I don't I don't begrudge anybody what they do or don't do. You know, mm. I don't. I it just doesn't bother me. But the drunk driving thing really does. And I will tell you, there was I told you this before. I thought I was behind a drunk driver um, going down a city street. And I was like having to guide myself where I was going because they were so erratic, you know, and realized it was a middle-aged man and he wasn't drunk. He was, you know, texting. So Uh anyway, yeah. Yeah. And I know we were cracking down on that too, but back to the square one, a woman is charged with DUI after a crash at a police garage. Yeah. 
Yeah. The Here's your stupid criminal, Mark. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hang on. A stupid criminal. Let me find it. Hey, oh, wrong page. Uh-oh. Here we are. Here it is. Here it is. No! The Portland Police Department posted two pictures on his Facebook page Saturday morning with this message. Please don't drink and drive. A 26-year-old woman reportedly drove through the department's garage and across the pedestrian plaza and then tried driving down the stairs to Middle Street afterwards the in the pictures the car appears to have stopped at the top of the staircase the department said the woman allegedly told officers she was following her gps instructions officers who responded to the situation however felt her suspected excessive blood alcohol level played a bigger role authorities issued the woman a summons for operating under the influence in its post the department said it's fortunate she didn't hit anyone and that the incident ended with just a small amount of property damage wow dude she's thinking this is the weirdest street i have ever seen who puts stairs in a street unbelievable i yeah i'm thinking of mark Mm -hmm. how drunk do you have to be to think it's okay i mean (laughs) (laughs) well apparently she wasn't so drunk she thought well i can do this you know (laughs) she stopped at the top of the stairs Yes, but that's where, I mean, that, that was your breaking point at the top of the stairs. I mean, you know, life radio.fm market max show winding down, uh, today or starting up today depends on when you're actually hearing, you know, the fourth hour repeats the first in the 5 a.m. hour Mm -hmm. central time, which is. 6 a.m. in the east. So if you're listening to this in Atlanta, for example, mm-hmm. we recorded this uh, three and a half days ago. Yes, in, uh, that's Las right. Vegas if you listen, if you're time. listening to us in the UK, uh, we haven't recorded. Yeah. It. we haven't recorded it yet. Right, it'll be on tomorrow. That's sometime, right. Maybe, yes. if we're lucky, <laughs> we're sharpening our knives because we can't take our guns. <laughs> all right, Mark. We have all been told stories of if you're ever going to go uh, camping in a wooded area where bears are present, mm. that you take your food, you put it in a bag, and you hang it from a tree. Right. You know, that toothpaste included, anything that has that smell. Anything. Because bears, they will get to it. Yep. When I saw this story, I'm not kidding, my first thought was, we weren't joking when we said anything that smells mm-hmm. put it away yep. <laughs> wildlife officials in colorado said a bear broke into a car and destroyed the interior of the car all to per, to, to get its hands or paws on a tube of lip gloss colorado parks and wildlife tweeted photos showing the car that was destroyed by a bear in early uh, the early morning of april 22nd they said uh, there's there was no food or trash left inside but there was lip gloss. Its scent was enough to entice the bear to check it out. The department said the incident should serve as a reminder that bears know how to open car doors. Keep unwanted guests out of your cars by locking the doors and removing anything with a scent. Wow. <laughs> Yogi and Boo Boo have really dialed up their game. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on liferadio.fm.